Hi, and welcome to the Gems of Rock podcast, where two mates from Blackpool talk all things rock and roll. See, why can you get it first time? It took me about seven attempts to do mine. I overthink things. Yeah. Well, welcome to my fucking wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this podcast is sponsored by dogs, all dogs, all different <laughs> kinds of dogs. Yeah, all dogs are great. <laughs> yeah, but then we're gonna, then we're gonna get things for our dogs. We really want to be like we need to oh, take yeah. the, we need to take the Peter K, K route. We are sponsored by Sony, Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we just want that. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the joke sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by all vodka, all of the vodka, all brands. No, no, I think we need to be true to ourselves. We need to push for that KFC black card. <laughs> you know, like, I know some big celebrities that don't get it. So if we could ever, like, no KFC did a black card. I think they I know have, Nando's. Nando's have done Ed one. Sheeran did that song about it. I've seen a couple of YouTubers um, joke about it or push for one, like KSI and some of the side men. Mm. But they've got bags of money anyway. I think rock music to say it's our favorite. I feel like we said my favorite type's rock. Yeah, that's. Uh, you need a bit more than that, don't you? I quite yeah. like eating food. I mean, food's <laughs> quite up there for me. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Carbs. Carbs are great. Or what? Like, be specific. Uh, salty or sweet. But... Yeah, but it is. It's massive, isn't it? It's such a. It's such a huge genre that it encompasses so much. And like, do you look at it geographically? Like, what the UK puts out versus the USA? Do you organize it by time period? Well, I mean, you look at it geographically because I'm a. Because well, you look at everything geographically. Well, geography is everything. <laughs> I, I, say, I, I want to put that in podcast form. I say it to my students. I say it to everyone. Geography is everything. Geo, earth, graphy. To rap, we rap about it. We rap about everything. Geography is everything. <laughs> That's what I, I quite like. The the name of the podcast being Gems of Rock. rock. I quite like because it's like rock music, but it's also a little. Eh. Yeah, it's a bit of a nod to me. It's kind of the. Because you're definitely the more skilled musician. Than the, well, skilled. I have no music skill. I mean, skill's a strong word. I can hold a guitar convincingly enough, and I can hold a beat on a drum kit, but that's a... Uh... You can pick up multiple instruments and do something. Even if it's just... <laughs> yeah. like, even, even if it's break it. <laughs> yeah, but even, like, I reckon if I put, like, if we put past a keyboard or a piano, you're going to play the Rugrats theme tune, because that's, like, one of your party tricks. You're gonna play something else. You it's not can... a party trick. Oh come on! The minute like so, the minute someone gonna keep a dun 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 dun, no. like you know, that Rugrats theme tune is it something you're gonna play? But like you can like which for me is I like listening to music. I've got a decent knowledge for lyrics, but you know I suppose that is the name of it. Gems of Rock. We're both massively into rock. Mm. Right. So we we'll start with the first tracks of albums. So yeah. you So you were saying you remember the first one you bought was American Idiot. First album I bought was American Idiot by Green Day, and I remember saving pocket money at the time, mm. and my parents taking me to HMV to buy it, and my mum warning me, just like, this isn't a happy album, by the because I was a kid, and I yeah, was buying yeah. it because I'd, like, I'd heard and liked some of the songs, not because I was reading into the political lyrics and all the stuff like that, and it was, my mum was going, you know, this isn't, it isn't happy, there's not happy music. I tried to defend it. I go, Holiday. Holiday is a happy track. It's, no, it's not. It's Feel about a broken dream. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's in the title. It, but I remember them sitting down and my mum reading through the lyrics book. And uh, they like Green Day anyway, but mm. her proper sitting down and going like, it's not a... Just so you know, it's it's not happy music. It's a bit of change from, from what you normally... But yeah, I remember that was the first album I bought and that's I've got a connection with that album. Knowing it was the first one I ever because presumably they the exposure to like Dookie or something before that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So you do with, with Green Day and you buy American Idiot and listen to it. You then you back goes. Oh, back I remember. Yeah, everyone remembers Basket Case and stuff like that. And then 
oh, the Dookie album, and yeah, everyone's got their own memories of when they used to be big before they came back, and mm. but yeah, though so, yeah, it's easily it's probably my favorite album of all time. I know it's generic, but it's, it's amazing. It's well, I suppose we'll get this out of the way earlier, but it is your party trick, isn't it? It is my party trick, yeah. And I forgot that when you said earlier, oh, you've got a party trick. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure. not going to put you on the spot. No, I, but... I can do it, and I claim to can do it, but I'm not going to do it. For anyone that's ever listened, he's been able to do this drunk, sober, in all sorts of states. He can name the album in order, pretty sharpish. He doesn't require <laughs> any real thinking time. Yeah. See, so, yeah, it's weird. And again, it almost feels, I know it's still about as a high street, but it came and went. Mine was HMV as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like we joked about earlier, kind of off recording. My first track, I remember getting off something like LimeWire that destroyed the family computer. <laughs> I absolutely took it to the cleaners. But I think it was some generic pop, or I think it might have been Eminem or something. But the first album, I remember having money, going to buy was HMV. It was a school trip to London, of all things, like year 10, something like that. Okay, school yeah. trip down to London. And it was like a two... I remember the first two or three albums. I can't remember what exactly order it is, so I'm kind of cheating on my answer here. <laughs> uh, but it was um, Indestructible oh, by Disturbed album. and Meteora. Oh, mate. It was like a two for ten quid or something. It was like a, I remember it was like a deal. You could get multiple CDs. Um, what had like Parents gave me a bit of money because we went to Covent Garden and we got to shop about a bit. It was like a little bit of freedom you get on these kind of school trips. And... Both of those, I think we're really like, and I know we're going to talk about this at some point, my early forays into rock, you know, proper like rock mm. music. Like my dad was into it, I suppose a bit of it. it but yeah, for me, it was definitely Meteor and definitely uh, Indestructible. I remember just absolutely spamming Inside the Fire, yeah. the second track off the album. It was just like, just I, I can't picture anything clearer than that. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant for me. It's a great album. They, they, were, they were the albums, like, I think we've spoken about this before, and we'll speak about it again, that you know when you could uh, burn albums onto your Xbox yeah. and store them on your hard drive? So yeah, any yeah. games I was playing, like the Indestructible album and later the Down With The Sickness album, I went, I went you know, Boy Indestructible went, oh my God, Disturbed, back on to Down With The Sickness. Both of those were the soundtrack to many Xbox campaigns or one, you know, one thing or another. Definitely. Um, well, I, I, would, uh, I went... Uh, abroad with my parents and um, I had a CD player uh, and like back when I shouldn't have had a CD player I think I, I might have had an iPod and broke it mm. but so I f- to go away with I had a CD player and I remember I went out and bought the Indestructible album before going abroad wow. so we went to somewhere in Spain and obviously the weather's gorgeous and you sat there listening mm. it's all happy and nice shiny people and sunshine and everyone's dead and happy and I'm sat there with headphones on listening to Disturbed just like black t-shirt or something like that and it's just yeah, I remember the Indestructible album was a really good album. But I, I knew a little bit of Disturbed and then bought that. And like you, I then, oh, these are pretty good. And then went back and Yeah, I, to... I hit their back catalogue pretty hard. I think for me, and I think we're going to this now, they are probably one of, if not my favourite artist or band of all time. Just what the power in David Draymond's voice. Mm-hmm. Just what he can, like... And for me, being not the most musically gifted, not being the you know greatest of ear and be able to understand the composition of instruments. I always need a strong vocalist for yeah. artists I like. I need someone with power, someone like almost to a point. Sometimes with diction, diction's not always the most important. You'll be able to hear them. You know, sometimes you have those artists and someone goes, do you actually know what they're saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like early bring me or something. That's it, yeah. you know? It's just noise, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, just the range, the power in his voice, just it was something else. So I remember just spamming uh, Indestructible, Down With The Sickness. I never really listened to Believe all that much. 
which no. is weird because I believe it has Liberate on. Yeah. I think, and that's got to be one of my favorite songs there. So you know, it's got prayer. It's got believe. I, I nitpicked it. Believe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, didn't they first release Ten Thousand Fists? Was that their first like that's record? One of the early ones, isn't it? You know, there's Ten Thousand Fists, then Believe, Down with the Sickness, uh, Indestructible. But for me, yeah, just what a wonderful artist like. Yeah, I, and I was like, you said Green Day, one of your favourites. What, what, what puts them up there for you? Uh, yeah, it's going... I remember watching... It was um, some kind of Top of the Pops kind of thing for kids. And I remember American Idiot getting into the charts. And I remember like, the music video for it. And like before, I was just into the little generic pop music. I mean, I was quite into Busted. <laughs> like, as a little don't, primary school Don't kid. say that like it's a bad thing. I think you need to own it. I think we all need to like no, get over like trying to... Cushion our music interests. Busted have got tunes. I, no, I think that'll be. Uh, I think that'll be cut from the podcast. Will it? But um, <laughs> or editing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So it's just that kind of sort of generic music, sort of pop music that you that you're into as a little kid. I think we all are, aren't you? That generic sound. Mm. Whatever's on the radio, you're in the car with parents. What CDs they've got, and yes, they probably will expose you to their taste. But I'm very much the same. I agree. I think I had a generic taste. It was only until middle of high school, year eight, year nine, and then. Like I said, bought those albums, I think, in year, year 9, year 10. I can't remember when the school trip to London was, but I think until then, it's, everyone's very... Vanilla. See, I think I was year 6, year it's 7. A bit younger. Because it was 2004, wasn't it, American Idiot, that came out? Yeah, and we started so, high school in 2005. Yeah, so I, I remember going and buying that. So I got into that sort of thing bit earlier, earlier to, um, to, yeah, to jump down that route. But I remember there was, a, there was another lad that lived behind me, and he was into his heavy metal music. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember him passing by and I was wearing an American Idiot t-shirt and all these other kids were just like wearing just plain clothes and stuff. And he was just like, that's a Green Day t-shirt. I'm like, mm. yeah. And he was like, hmm, listen to this. And he took his earphones out and he was listening to Motorhead. Okay. Like proper Motorhead, like loud Motorhead. And I was like, oh, I quite Give like that. Give tinnitus or whatever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything anyone else said all day. But, but yeah, it's, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a thing. <laughs> But yeah, Green Day definitely be over there with my uh, favourite artist. And I think all time, when anyone says, oh, who's your favourite artist? They, uh, and then you're automatically put on the spot and you've yeah. got to think of one artist. And your favourite artist changes week to week, doesn't it? it? There's always it a different album, there's a different artist that's released something. Or you remember something from your childhood going, oh, that's brilliant. Like, I really, really love listening and to that. And nostalgia's so powerful. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, when you put on the spot and go, who's your favourite artist? Who's your favourite band? And you've got to write it on paper to give it to someone. Yeah. I think I would always go back to Green Day. Yeah, man's always a toss-up, and I feel like they said, depending on which day, it could always be a coin flip. Obviously, I've clearly put my disturbed credentials forward for how much I love them, and I think they were my first favourite rock artist. Mm. You know, first band was like, this. This is me. This is a bit of me, this. Yeah. I, I fancy like, listening to these guys constantly. But then for me, it's one that we both hold close to our hearts, and it's Bullet for My Valentine after yeah, that. Bullet for My Valentine, man. That's so good. And... We both have a, like, a vested interest in them, but we, we kind of overlap, don't we? Yeah. So I remember you said that bought the two CDs for a set, honest, like two for ten or whatever. Yeah. I remember I went into a place, I think it was the Music Zone or something like that. In okay. It was one of the ones that was around for a bit and yeah, disappeared. Yeah, yeah. But I went in there and my dad bought me two, I think it was two for a fiver, something like that. And one of them was the Warmness of the Soul EP by Avenged Sevenfold. And the other one was the Hand of Blood EP by Bullet mm-hmm. for My Valentine, which is what they released before they released the Poison album, the first album. And yeah, from that I was listening to Hand of Blood, and it it's just such a revolutionary moment in, yeah, that's like you. This is a bit of me. I quite like this. This is this and is what I want to listen to. Exactly. Yeah, this 
going forward. But yeah, I got into them through Hand of Blood and then the Poison album I absolutely loved and then Scream in Fire and then got into them from that and then that's it. I had those records and they mm. kept going on playing and repeating stuff like that. And then as I got into more and more music, I less and less into Bullet. Still as you them, diversified your exactly, choice. Exactly, I wasn't buying the albums on release and listening yeah. to them cover to cover. But but yeah, as you say, you were sort of... Scream and Fire was my first real memory, and I think it actually came from, I think well, we could almost do a whole t- like hour's chat on this ourselves. Yeah. Guitar Hero 3. Yeah, oh, yeah, we should do a <laughs> that, full episode, full podcast. I, I think we might talk about more on a later date, but for me it was, I just started the interest in rock music. And the ability to play through that many songs of various levels of rock and various ages, mm. you know. So I remember that was the first time I think I'd really heard Slipknot before I forget is on the oh, Tyro yeah, Three, yeah. you know. And then being able to go back into the back catalogue, but equally you've got Kiss songs and you it's, know, it's yeah, really yeah, versatile. I have a right mix on Guitar Hero Three, yeah. so I, I, but I remember on Guitar Hero, either on Guitar Hero Three or around that time, is Waking the Demon on Guitar Hero Three? No, not, not unless it was a download. No. But for me, my first Ball of My Heart Hand song is my point, and like many other songs, my first taste. I remember watching the Wake in the Demon video. Yeah. In in the high school, and that kind of werewolf transformation. It's the... Oh, trip. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I remember that video, and, and from there, that was the first song I remember really, really enjoying and going and buying, and then again, just buying albums. Mm. Go and buy that album, get it on the Xbox, download it, or, or eventually get it on iTunes to put it onto some form of mp3 player that I had at the time but yeah because obviously yeah just put something about Bullet again because the, the, they've got lead guitar they've got rhythm guitar like the solos sometimes the screaming can be a bit full on and mm-hmm. really quite hard to understand them but just the power in his voice you know uh, that Matt has and just just the whole ensemble and I feel like they hit a lot of cliches like they have the obviously tears don't fall it has to rain inside a warehouse oh yeah, 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 yeah all, all yeah. good rock artists have an indoor raining video yeah. where you get the water off the cymbal and you get the close up of the drums yeah the slow motion that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah 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 lighting all the kind of industrial lighting not lighting that's built in and integrated it's like just yeah, generators yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it because obviously you and I have been to <laughs> Bullet three times no Twice? yeah three or four yeah three times We've kind of travelled all over to see them. They're, they're... I've not done many gigs in my time, I must admit. I, I was lucky to li- live in Manchester for three years before being at uni, and that allowed me to see quite a lot of artists. But I suppose if we talk first gigs, and this became a running joke in our friendship group, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my first actual gig, and God bless my mum for taking me, was Robbie Williams. Bless you. So that was my first taste of the gig experience, and it was at Birmingham, outdoors. Um, and it was something there's something there's that energy that intangible energy and I, st- I remember at the time I hadn't quite developed my innate British sarcasm <laughs> yeah because I remember the announcer coming over the you know tannoy ladies and gentlemen sorry to inform you uh, Robbie Williams is sick unavailable tonight instead we're going to have you know ex you know just they just mentioned some random bloke some random name and like, Gary a, Barlow yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone's going to be disappointed with that no can you imagine the people I'm with um, and it's like there's like murmurs of giggling and I remember kind of like being a bit of a clap challenged at all times looking up at mum kind of pulling on her arm going oh my god that's just you know travelled yeah, yeah. two hours to Birmingham <laughs> probably felt like an age at the time like she's like you know don't worry don't worry but yeah Robbie I feel like you put on a show I can't remember much more other than kind of the whole encapsulating experience but the first real gig I have genuine memories of and I was looking at uni and it was a weird one for me it was it was Avenged 
And mm. like, if you're going to do your first like proper This Is The Music I Like concert, I feel like I did all right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good first rock intro. Uh, at the uh, MEN or whatever it's called now, Manchester Arena. Yeah, one, uh, of, the, it's got one of the names. Sponsors one changes, of the names yeah. that go through. Depending uh, on what generation you're in, depending on what it's called. called. It's like yeah. saying with football stadiums. It's the MEN Arena. Yeah. It's not, what's the MEN Arena? That's the, the arena in Manchester. Next to the train station. Anyway. Which was, it was a weird one for me, because I remember buying the tickets for me and my flatmates, and I was actually more interested in the support act. So mm. Five Finger Death Punch was supporting. Yeah, I know, you're a big Five Finger Death Punch fan, aren't you? Or, and definitely more a fan of them than Avenged, or particularly at the time. Mm. And like I said, your taste can wax and wane, can't they? But we're sat up in the gods, like students getting the cheapest tickets possible, so we're sat down, up in like nosebleeds. Um, and I remember like the crowd was filtering in for the first act. I think they were called uh, Avatar, they were called. Interesting, not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, and I was a bit gutted because it was meant to be um, Device. And uh, Device was a side project of David Draymond. Right, And okay. one of the other members of Disturbed. I think sure. the guitar guitarist, if my memory serves, I probably should have done a bit more research. Yeah, so no research. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it was almost a dream concert because Device only released one album. Mm. Uh, so it's meant to be Device, Five Finger Death Punch, Avenger Sevenfold. So yeah, seeing David Jerryman at a first gig. Yeah, I, I was salivating because yeah. Disturbed hadn't really toured for a while, but or not done a UK tour, and I've seen I've subsequently kind of missed them. I really probably aren't as good as a fan as I would say. Um, but Avatar replacing they were all right, but Five Finger I remember going absolutely nuts. Um, they've got a song uh, under and over it, mm. um, and there's just a lyric that ends with some profanity. <laughs> And it's the kind of profanity, classic microphone out to the crowd moment. I mean, you, I mean, you can swear. Well, it's, I'm going, I'm going, it's going to be marked as explicit because well, I, I yeah, use of course, fuck but as a comma. So. Yeah, yeah, you do punctuate with swear words. <laughs> um, so it's, I don't know how many lyrics we can use without getting strict. That's what I was wasn't sure. Oh yeah, about. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but it's, I don't care if you hate me. I don't want to know the truth. Sailor V, adios, good riddance. Fuck you. Yeah. Right, it's the lyric. I probably butchered it a little bit. <laughs> um, so, but you can imagine Mike goes after the crowd, doesn't mm. it? You know? So we're up in the gods, and not the whole crowd. It's not a full arena at this point. Uh, I, was, I felt a bit like sad on the behalf of five. I was like, why, are you not, why is everyone not here? That could be my innate OCD. Like, you need to be on time, sat, like, everyone should be there on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, next to two of my flatmates on one side, course mate on my left, get up out of my seat, give it absolutely rock all, scream me head off. And I remember sitting back down and the three lads kind of looking like, are you all right? <laughs> are you good, Dan? And oh, what an experience that was. And for, for the for, when we were watching, to give it a time period for anyone that might eventually listen to this, it was Hail to the King was the tour. Yes. That's what uh, Avengers were doing. And oh, just the spectacle mm. of a like, like the, they had a massive skull at yeah. the back, the, the artwork that's on the yeah, album. The winged skull, you know, just spitting flames and just even to be that far away, even with big side screens, how a small a handful of people can own. And you know, yeah. people probably talked about concerts in a much more poetic. But yeah, for me, that's I kind of count that as my first gig rather than Robbie Williams. Sure. Um, but for me, because again, it's a uni, so I've had a few years during high school and college to really develop my rock tastes. Uh, but yeah, oh, really eloquent. What a concert that was. Yeah, I can imagine. I would love Avengers on my list. And I'd love to see Avengers live. And I'd love to do a full thing on them. I'd love to do a full thing on Bullet. And I'd love to do we'll a probably full thing on Avengers. <laughs> but yeah. But um, sort of similar to you, I, I, my first gig was probably Busted or something like that. Mm. I got my dad to take me to go to see Busted in Manchester. And that was hell. So like getting the train down there and getting the train back 
we nearly missed the last train and we physically had to be pushed onto the train what to fit that? into yeah, the carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you can't do that now, nowadays. But uh, literally sure. Depends what country you're in. <laughs> Depends what country you're in. But again, maybe don't class that as my first gig. Mm. I, I don't know if it was my first, but the one that I remember and the one I've got great memories of is my dad took me to see a punk band called UK Subs, which... Uh, I used to sit in my bedroom with a computer, and I used to be either on MSN, MSN Messenger. Again, you can figure out our age yeah, probably yeah, from. Yeah. So, so we don't tell anyone. I keep giving the time references. <laughs> yeah, just keep giving the people yeah. can guess our age. We're high school at this point. Exactly. <laughs> um, on MSN Messenger or playing RuneScape or something on the computer, like a computer that can barely run the internet. And uh, he gave me a UK subsidy, and I remember just listening to it from like front to back and getting into it and listening to some some of the songs on it. And uh, they were playing, uh, is it the one in Preston, is it 52 degrees, I think? Yeah, 42? 42, 52, no, an amount of degrees, degrees in, in Preston. Preston. <laughs> and they were playing, they were playing there, which is, it's like a bar slash yeah, club it, it slash. Yeah, it has a lot of open, uh, yeah, I it's, know. It's yeah. not like a venue, like a proper venue, it's nice, it's, it's great, I love it, it's really sort of small and sort of personal. And uh, again, my only experience so far was seeing Busted at an arena tour where you're sat, like you say, you're sat three miles behind the band. You're watching them on a TV screen. There's people on stage, they might be the band or it might just be someone yeah. holding a guitar you're and they're showing the footage of Busted. Yeah. Uh, busted. And uh, so, yeah, we were in this bar and uh, there was a support band on and the support band, I think they were Outlaw or something like that. They were a bunch of kids, but they were really good. And they finished and then they went, all right, give it up for UK subs. And the table next to us, everyone stood up and made their way to the stage. And it was the band were there, the band like and, and it was exactly, it. yeah. And it was it was such a surreal. Surreal experience. Because obviously you, you picture concerts and venues and you see them on TV and Walk arena tours and stuff like that. Curve, exactly. And, yeah. Imagine trying to get close to like a, a rock star or something like of of the like disturbed. Imagine David Draymond just what just showed past you before, the, before exactly. the gigs yeah, up the fine. Yeah. You just don't meet these people. But <laughs> Yeah, they just got up on stage and it was so good. Like it was because you were there and you were stood so close to the band and experiencing music that you'd only heard on a CD before. And I don't know, it was a, it was it was quite a moment. Again, they've been one of my dad's favorite bands for a long time as well. But yeah, that was it was a it was a fantastic gig. And again, meeting the band after the gig as well is quite a quite a bizarre experience. But but yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Was it like a, a mixed age range UK subs at the time? Was it like how so? How old are you exactly going in there? Like, did they have an age cap on the venue? Maybe, but I got in. You, well, you've always got thirty two to be fair. So. <laughs> I've always got <laughs> thirty two. Yeah. On that, I remember going to buy some beer at Tesco when I turned eighteen. Dead excited, just like oh, yeah, my uh, ID ready. ID not ready. Need, not and I, I gave my ID and just like oh, it's my birthday today. Oh, is it? Right. Are you only just 18 yeah. today? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I thought you were 18 for ages. I'm like, don't tell, tell me, me that. that. I, could have, I could have been getting like, in. Yeah, I could have been coming in and buying booze for the past five years. Yeah, I think sometimes like that, with just confidence, you know, that we're going to like, pull that forward. But I remember a few, few months back, we were in uh, Hogarth in Blackpool. Well, mm. three months, Jesus, a year, one plus now, pre you know, vid. The thing, the thing <laughs> Pre the event. The event. Don't talk about the event. Don't mention the event. Just to paraphrase Mitchell and Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're walking in, and one of our mates, like there's about seven of us, and one of us got stopped at the back, Geely. Mm. And Geely pointed at me and went, 
does he not need to get ID'd? And the master went, trust me, if he needs ID, he needs got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, cheers, man. I don't know if it's the, maybe the thinning hair on top or what, but I was like, oh. Maybe it's the wisdom. I'm going to go with the wisdom. Go with the wisdom. Geely does look about six, though. Well, he's, he's, he's made games away, but that's, that's by the by. Because <laughs> like, surely a UK subs, I'm not too well read up on their level of punk, but was it the kind of thing like you keep your glass in, you keep your pint in your hands because someone's going to be knocking a table or chair with a lot of energy? No. Because uh, obviously, a more intimate venue, that's going to be like really. Because we've been to yeah. a couple at the Waterloo in Blackpool, much, you know, small rock venue that's wonderful. I feel like we should have been going a bit earlier knowing what kind of a pub it is and mm. small kind of you know, rock it was still the energy for it people were still yeah. jumping around and enjoying the music and, and like there in the moment of it it was still because the minute you told me like they got up off the table I was like what and got, uh, when you told me that story, <laughs> they got on the table they threw the yeah, table yeah, yeah. No. Like, what level of pub it wasn't were we that talking? quite a level yeah, yeah, yeah. of, uh, the sort of uh, well again they, they were getting on a bit probably when my dad got into them when he was a kid so yeah, yeah, yeah. they're still going though I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go see them next year yeah. but Rebellion. But so, yeah. yeah, Rebellion. Rebellion Punk Festival. But, yeah, man. They were, uh, it was just a bizarre experience. A very bizarre experience. But, uh, again, it was one of those that were just like, oh, yeah, this, I, I, I quite like my punk music. Yeah. And, again, we'll probably talk about influences from, like, fathers and stuff like that. But, but no, yeah, he was, he was, my dad was massively into his punk music and that definitely rubbed off rubbed off on me. I will get that correct. Yeah, third time and, but yeah, so seeing bands like that and like the ones that are still going as well that started like UK subs, UK subs came out of the sort of one of the big first punk booms. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, I think for me, I always struggle with genres. I always I always think back to like the School of Rock film, mm. and when Jack Black's giving them like a history of rock, and he has that pointer that has the two fingers open. All the different genres. I don't know if you recall the scene. I can't recall. It's, 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 I do, I yeah, know it's, it's like a montage where like they're practicing and he's teaching them about rock and it just literally has this flow. Oh, oh not quite a flow diagram, more of like a spider diagram on mind map. And I, I'm all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, rock and teaching is like the perfect film. Um, although I couldn't be a supplier teacher, they are absolute warriors. Fuck for like shout out to them. But for me, I always struggle with genres. Like how far do you? categorize and keep categorizing go mm. further and further because i've always felt like to me punk you're definitely i bow to you for all things punk i have a, a slight vested interest again we share the fact that from my dad i remember dad had clash albums in the car and a few other bits and pieces the clash of the main one i can't think of too many artists mm. off the top of my head now but he was into fingers as well wasn't yeah stiff little fingers. fingers yeah so i remember hearing alternative ulster quite a bit in the car mm. he, he had like a live album so mm. it was weird i remember my knowledge of the Stiff Little Finger songs is more live than recorded. Yeah. Because he had this live album. God knows where the, like what album it was. So, but like you know, singing it live, the speed, the cadence of their. That's it. You know, yeah. And it, so whenever I've heard their recording, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're so much slower normally or different because I'm used to the live album. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for me, probably my favorite genre, like rock, is so encompassing, isn't it? I, I always, I always say metal. Um, but what is metal? Exactly, you know it's, I mean? like, it's what, such, what? It's, like you say, it's such a diverse genre, it covers everything, doesn't it? That's what I kind of, I wanted this thing to be about, I want to explore the different avenues of rock, rock. music, and I'd like, like go back to where it started with like Chuck Berry and those kind of... Well, bands. I was going to say, anything with rhythm and blues, or exactly, country, yeah. I must admit, I always like a bit of rock, coming from a lot of American eyes. Where there's a bit of a country twang to it. I'm, I'm a sucker for a bit. I know yeah, you're pulling I... a face at me now. <laughs> and I know it's not your kind of cup of tea. And I know you like bits and pieces. Like, I particularly love Blackstone Cherry. 
Yeah. And it has that kind of country vibe yeah, running through it, you know, like shine down. Yeah. You know, and some of these artists it's got a bit more of that maybe it's just the accent, that kind of that part of America, that kind mm. of those kind of regions. I say that part of America, like it's not one of the biggest countries on the planet. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of region, those yeah. kind of accents. They all came out of the same town, the same village. <laughs> yeah, it's one small place like this is the you know. But for me, yeah, I tend to go metal. What, what, and I think anything like when you say metal then you can put the adjective heavy in front of it mm. whenever we've you know played music at parties at pre's for each other just in the car whatever the, the heavy is so subjective it is what yeah. I deem heavy compared to some of our mates so, mm-hmm. so, you know the, the students at school family our tolerances yeah you know so I always feel like if everyone like should give someone the shock value and almost like prove that I'm into heavy, I'll play it and I'll bring one in. Pray for plagues. Yeah, early. Early bring your eyes yeah, in. Yeah. You know, or I used to the what the the, 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 the litmus test almost. Um, I always used to play cries in vain. Yeah. Because that that just starts with pure shouting. Yeah. It's just and then like if you give it th- 20, 30 seconds, it's quite a nice song. It's them just singing as normal, but it's so in your face to begin with. Like is that heavy metal? To me, bullet are just metal. I don't, I don't know what what makes it heavy. I always considered maybe Slipknot a bit more heavier, but then they've got slower songs, beautiful, yeah. like, you know, and I, the what Corey Taylor can do with his voice when he chooses to is just stupid. A magnificent. <laughs> like, a magnificent creature. And, like, it, the man's got a Christmas album. I think that just shows you his range. Like, he's got Christmas songs, but... Again, yeah, I was at... Pulls up a little thing. I was on... Um... I was watching videos on my phone. You, know, you just video goes to video goes to video. Yeah. And it was um, Slipknot. It was a little quotation. Slipknot, isn't that the band where they all dress as clowns and scream into microphones? And the video was Corey Taylor doing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme to an audience. And it is, it's fun. I'll show you the video later. If you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure like I could. That. It's fantastic. That, I think it's, that's everything I want it. I yeah, think that's everything it is Corey I need Taylor. It it's, and it's so good. And it's just such a flip on the head but no I'm exactly the same as you you've got so many different variations to what people perceive as heavy and perceive as metal it's like I ACDC would probably be one of the biggest rock bands in the world yeah. and I like ACDC and I bought some of their stuff but to me when ACDC got introduced to me I was listening to Slipknot mm. so ACDC were too tame ACDC in was comparison. that kind of there's, there wasn't enough grit to it. And like listening to it now, there is. I can appreciate it. But yeah, it depends where you're at on the spectrum and Yeah, maybe where, maybe where you're entered into it. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember doing a project in music at school with an old friend of ours, Chris. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of led the charge. I was kind of the just computer nerd putting it all together. It was using like Windows Movie Maker. We had to talk about artists we like, and I was only just getting into rock at the time, so I kind of just kind of bowed to Chris. And we had things like we had Bringing the Horizon, mm-hmm. but it was, again, it was the earlier stuff. Nothing like the putting out now, which is still absolutely awesome. Yeah. Like continue to just they're amazing. very good now, but they are they're on Radio One, and it's like <laughs> their early stuff wasn't on Radio One. No, and like I always remember early my early listening of rock before I really understood a range of artists and a range of types. I, to, I felt like I had to be a certain mood or doing certain activities, yeah, you know, like definitely. doing something in particular to listen to that early Bring Me Their Eyes and stuff. But there was them. I think we put them on the video and a day to remember. Yeah. And they can have, some, you know, really quite, you know, intense bits. So, like, in terms of where you, where's your entry level into rock? Because like, if you're exposed to punk, 
it's still the same kind of energy in a way where it's not, it doesn't come through the vocals, does it? No. And I think it's yeah, that's where people, it's the growling, the snarling, the, the screaming. Because I think we always both used to get wound up incessantly with the, the, the word scream out. Mm-hmm. That yeah. phrase. Like, yes, there are many types of songs and artists that that fits to. But, you know, Count Your Blessings, Suicide Season. Like, you used to compare um, him to a broken espresso machine, didn't you? Like, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah his throat yeah, kind of yeah, scratchy sound to it, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, this it's is what the edge of your seat was made for. Was I think the first thing I had by uh, Bring Me the Horizon, and that it was very like a lot like Vegas and really kind of yeah, growly growly stuff. I, I remember Pray for Plagues, a lot like Vegas. Uh, not many more off that, and then from that I also remember things like the count, uh, the come down. Yeah, you that's know, um, suicide season. That's suicide season, but yeah, the come down things like that. Chelsea smile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written in blood. Football season. Yeah. See, I remember that one a bit better. I could probably look at Spotify on my phone to help me if I needed it now. But, yeah, that, for, when that's your entry level, you compare that to Bring Me Now, and it's still awesome. Like, Sempaternal was almost the soundtrack to university. Like, See, I got into Sempaternal late on. Like, I'd kind of left Bring Me the Horizon for a bit and then came back and went to Sempaternal. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is a good album. Yeah, well, since this is one of the first things we recorded, and we're talking about a lot first, and I think a recurring theme for both of us that holds a special place in our hearts, but for me, because I was there a bit more often, Satan's in Manchester. See, I've only done it twice, yeah, I think, I, I maybe. Because you came a fair few times to uni, but I took you to a range of places. Because yeah. I, I only discovered it in my second year. Uh, but yeah, Satan's Hollow, like, oh, I can't wait for that to reopen again. Can't wait to visit Manchester it's the only like, I get itchy like are we going are we going yeah. and I'm almost getting people drunk enough that they tolerate <laughs> yeah. you know like you look at some friends going this isn't going to be your cup of tea this have another vodka yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a gin you need yeah, to be to the a point bit... where you'll just enjoy sounds yeah once you just enjoy bass. sounds just bass you'll yeah. be fine yeah. I just you know literally I need this as a social lubricant I need you <laughs> lubed up and, re- and ready for Satan which is a sentence I never thought I'd say <laughs> I'm going to uh, lube you up and push you into Satan yeah and oh, some some of the people I've met there has just been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I think I've, you always called yourself a dirty musher. Growing yeah, up, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, a dirty um, musher. I think I was always a musher on the inside. I've never had the hair to really mush properly. Love a mosh pit. Mm-hmm. I, I think like I was diving to them more than you have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> historically, yeah. but yeah, not to the rock, not to my geography interests, but. Yeah, so I suppose I I definitely like look at more power ballads as well. I love a good sing song because I'm. Again, I see. Again, I was on about this with a friend as well. What age do you get to where it's socially acceptable to like meatloaf? For me, like I throw back <laughs> to one of our early conversations, one of like early music memories. My dad had a massive CD collection um, through just collecting music. He used to DJ at clubs and you know social events, working men's clubs and all that kind of stuff. So collecting music was a big thing for him. We've got like three towers in the front room of just. You know, all sorts. It could go from wet, wet, wet to UB40 to all sorts. Absolute all sorts of stuff. But he had a meatloaf compilation. Mm. Uh, I think it was called Hits Out of Hell or something. Sounds about right. Uh, and he gave me this CD because I got a CD player, three disc CD player. Like I thought it was the absolute dogs. Massive speakers either side. It took some half like my work. It took three men to bring it in. <laughs> yeah. That's to take the roof off. And <laughs> take the window out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant, but for me, I like whenever I was just doing homework. Mm. Um, I know it's a strange concept to you. <laughs> uh, Shots or, fired. Yeah, or reading a book or something. Um, like I remember reading a couple of series by Anthony Horowitz and Owen Cole for that kind of new young adult teen fiction and what have you. I felt like I couldn't read that book without listening to like 
bar hell, paradise by the dashboard light, midnight the lost and found, two out of three ain't bad. Mm. So for, for me, if that's one of those artists that you pretend not to like or it's not cool to like, like not quite music snobbery, I don't think is the right word, but a mm. sheltered like enjoyment. For me, since I was about 10, nine or 10, I reckon my enjoyment. Because you, you don't tell me I would do anything for Love Comes On and I'm not going to try and belt it out. Like, and almost disappointed when the radio version of Bat Out of Hell is put on. Yeah, I, yeah. I want the full 18, 18 hours minute <laughs> experience. I don't want your three and a half minute radio yeah. like, butchered version. But yeah, I suppose there are those artists or those kind of songs you either you're trying to protect your own self-image or you feel like it's not cool, you don't want to admit it, you, you want to get I absolutely... I think that was it with me. Because I, I, I still do it now. Someone goes, oh, me love. Go, oh, no. But it's <laughs> it's that, I think, because probably my parents didn't like it or listen to it. And they okay. probably had the same reaction as I ever come on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no. But, yeah, like, by our health and stuff like that, it is quite, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to this. Because we've both, on the same thing, we've both quoted that Dara Breen sketch about music snobbery you know those are the yeah, wrong sounds exactly and yeah I know not every bit of music can be everyone's cup of tea but I think it's like well you don't have to actively dislike it you don't have to it, 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 yeah. for, for some people disliking certain songs and artists becomes almost a person like a personality trait mm. and it's like okay right we get it you don't like them but you don't have to put that vitriol or that negativity that hatred like it's there if someone says I, I don't like Coldplay no one says I don't like Coldplay if you don't like Coldplay you hate Coldplay yeah <laughs> and I must admit I feel like I had that yeah high school and college like it almost became fun to try and take the piss yeah out of certain either certain artists and then subsequently people for liking those eyes then judging them as a person or not wanting to be as friendly with them because you don't like this or you like that and you know, I'm, and I think, yeah, some songs require a certain blood alcohol level. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you don't tell me that everyone's going to be up in and excited if they hear the YMCA or something. But Sweet I, Caroline, after a few drinks. Oh, so I don't think you need, like, just one taste. Yeah. yeah, one sip of the first pint, and I'll give you the bump, bump, bums all yeah. day long. But, yeah, I suppose the cheesier pop, yeah. the cheesier rock, the power ballads, whatever that might be, I suppose... You, you do want to say, no, I don't like that. Or like, you're tapping your foot under the table secretly and you're, you're bobbing along. Um, but yeah, on that, on the rocks, sort of that music snobbery kind of thing. And I know I'm, I, I can be really bad for it. And it's, you're allowed to, and it's getting into my head and I know it and I try and live by this now. It's okay to like something and not be obsessed with it. And it, it's okay to have an, I, I quite enjoy that. A casual like that. I quite, exactly, yeah. yeah, I quite like that band, or I quite like that song, and I quite like that. Without knowing everything. Every album, exactly, yeah. You're not a true fan, you don't know the thing they did 17 years before they were in the band with this guy, and it's like. You can't name all the members, because I'm, I'm crap. Exactly, and it's, it, it's, because oh, again, we're both competitive, you more so, but. I agree. It's, it's that thing is that, no you're not you're, you don't like him you're not a fan you don't you don't have this you don't have every album and it's kind of, like someone mentioned to me the other day they liked an artist and I went oh well I quite like that album they did and that album was okay but I didn't like that and they were like oh no I mean I like this song by them I don't really and I'm like oh that, that's okay you yeah, can do that I, but is, in the past but in high jumped, school, you, you would have jumped down the throat yeah, or been. put them down yeah. like I think I still live by to a point and it's, it's, I usually probably find like, defending myself when I have a conversation with you the three song rule. 
So do you remember whenever we'd see people and like Prime Arnie or whoever were like selling stones or Guns N' Roses t-shirts yeah. and like, because <laughs> didn't you serve someone once at a shop you were working at the time and they were wearing uh, this you, was a it. Guns N' Roses t-shirt or a Rolling Stones t-shirt, I can't remember who it was, love, or Metallica or someone going, oh, you know, Metallica, love them, like yeah. Metallica aren't a band or something, they said something there along was those lines. The, uh, it's a story I like going back to that, it was, I was, um, I was skating, because I used to skateboard back when I didn't discover beer and get fat. And um, I was at the bandstand in the local park, and there was a girl there wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. It was Guns N' Roses. And uh, I went, oh, I quite like Guns N' Roses. Sort of like, what's your favourite song? And again, even then, I was kind of like, I want to try to have a conversation with this person. I'm Almost like the guy try. I'm the, not saying it's compete. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Try and common ground, try and talk to her. I'm like, even before I asked it, I'm like, she's going to say sweet child of mine. Because everyone's that one, Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, Sweet Child. It's, it's not one of, is the biggest hits. One of the biggest hits from. It's one of the best. It's an amazing song. I'm not. I'm not hitting it at all. But um, you weren't going to count her as a true fan unless she went something beyond that. But even if she said that, I would have been. Oh yeah, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, I quite enjoy that. It's a good album. It's, it's kind of just start a conversation with her. So I said, Oh, what's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? What are you into? And she was like, Oh, is it a band? And you, that triggered you. Heart just fell, and just... It, it, it was just like. You're wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt without the knowledge that it's a band. You just think it looks cool. The, you just think the design looks cool. The design does look very cool. Was it the but, type of disruption? Was it the cross with the faces? It was this circle. It was the Guns oh, N' Roses the, with, with the, the revolvers. The revolver, right? Yeah, the revolvers. And it is a really cool t-shirt, but it's that there's there's music snobbery, and then you can go under that. And even, I think, a point below that, that would annoy you. That yeah, would, yeah. It, like, they don't know it's a band, never mind. Well, that's just pop culture. That's a lack of awareness. Yeah. You know? I mean, the parents are at fault there, surely. Like, <laughs> I should have gone, do you mind, do you mind take, like, show me where... No, that'd be a bit weird. Do you mind showing yeah. me where you live? Hello, stranger on the park. <laughs> Maybe ring him. Get your mum and dad a yeah. Get him on the phone. I should say, well, like, she was my age. Like, we were the same. I was a kid and she was a kid. I wasn't just going up to like, people in the park going, name me songs of my guns and roses. Like, <laughs> that's not how I live my life. But anymore. Anymore, not since the uh, event that we don't talk. But um, but yeah, it's it, it's again, it's it's such a cultural thing, isn't it? And like how you're brought up mm. massively influences what you listen to and what you have tastes in and things like that. But like I said, I that kind of you you're wearing X on your top, name me three songs. I often find myself probably almost maybe it's more subconscious than I realise making very careful in my choice of words to say I love or like, in whatever scale on my descriptive words I'm using of an artist, if I can't name multiple songs. Mm. You know, sometimes it might just be, like, it's a band you you have in multiple playlists on whatever streaming service you might like, and sometimes because it's, you know, you're just listening to it whilst you're out and about, reading, jogging, you know, in the kitchen, whatever, you might realise you know that song, but you cannot name it. Yeah. You know, it's like we are in the car earlier today, and I realised that there's not a Billy Talent song I don't like, but I can only name about three. Yeah. I am on the limit of my own self-imposed rule of I can probably <laughs> only say I just like Billy Talent because if I can I can't name any more. Yeah. Whereas you give me a bit more time on the outside, I say I love. I reckon well, meet off earlier. I think I read yeah, off yeah, five songs without even really yeah. thinking about it. Um, and it's that and then long titles as well. That's quite a good like. <laughs> They're not just like yeah. yellow. <laughs> yeah, one. I think he started a Fallout Boys idea of I'm gonna write an essay for this song title. Yeah, that's it. Or Manic Street Peaches are pretty good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really think of anyone else really love. I think the odd 
Oh, it has a long tail, like Panic, the odd one. Yeah, Panic. Like Lang's the most fun of girls. Can, uh, and, yeah, like, yeah. and you never finish that, do you? You never see the most fun, fun, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm the one you're about, you know. Harlequin Boy and all that. Or <laughs> like Buzzcocks with Ever Fallen in Love. When it's ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen, fallen in love, love with. with. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on and on, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's the first show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, say hello to us. We're at gemsofrock at gmail.com or just gemsofrock on Facebook. But yeah, thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon.